Thank you so much, everybody, for listening to John Graves Kayak Fishing here on Anchor FM. I want to give a big shout out to a couple of my favorite local kayak anglers that have just both qualified for the 2020 Kayak Bass Fishing National Championship. That's Mr. Jim Klein and Mr. Chad Turner. Great job, gentlemen. You are now underway with Ted McKay. See you both in Lake Gunnersville, April of 2020. I didn't want you guys to think I left you under a bridge, but you know that's a damn good place to be in the big G, especially when the mercury has risen up to your eyeballs. It's hot before nine in the morning. I'd go to the cement, all those iron works. I sat up all night thinking about that. If I was a big old large mouth and I was tired, my fins were sore, scarred from survival. I've been with the likes of Jimmy Houston, Bill Dance, Randy Howe, KBD, Jordan Lee. Where would I go to retire? How about some cool spot in Lake Gunnersville? Maybe a bridge somewhere. Zach and myself got the kayaks launched successfully and we were both ready to turn our misfortunes of the trip away and just get busy catching some of those big old sweet Alabama bass. I went immediately to the bridge and a couple other kayakers were already there and they were staging up. I don't like getting beat to spots. I never get beat to a spot. Never. I wake up at 2.30 in the morning just to drive five miles down the road not to get beat to a fishing spot. It's that competition in me. It's like flipping a switch to a light. No, but the big G is not my home field. It's not like Lake Cowan. And I should have known. But I just assumed that being just a few miles down the way, like five miles down the way, that we'd get there in time. But no. Those kayakers are a different breed. They can run on absolutely no sleep. For a while, anyway. Why still, boom, I jet right to the bridge and I approach the other anglers and one is busy tying on a lure and I can't exactly tell what that person's tying on. I'm setting up my poles, I'm getting some things ready. I'm anxious to use that shallow crankbait. It was successful for me there at that spot. I'm hoping that the other kayak angler that has gone around the bridge and out of sight just keeps moving on. And I'm able to, with about 12 minutes left before we start, to just position myself toward the target zone and just sit there. This is one of the most peaceful and settling moments I've ever experienced. Moments before a tournament. The planet is slowly waking up. The sun is slowly starting to appear. Fishing birds, they sound like dinosaurs and bait schools popping the surface of the water and the occasional explosion of a predator fish. If that doesn't jack up your adrenaline, I close my eyes and I reflect, I pray. I think of my family and friends, positive thoughts, I meditate. It's gonna happen right now. Watching the minutes go by slowly, then the seconds cast off. I love that part. That first cast. It feels great. The first crank of a tournament. You get down there and you feel that bottom make this happen. And boom, all of a sudden, 
Literally within a short distance from my kayak, my rod tanks and it bends like it has never been before. The Lake Gunnersville tug. Like riding a float tube and the slack on your rope is taken up by the wake boat all of a sudden. And it just jerks you. It was scary. I wasn't ready. I'm scrambling. Oh my Lord. I'm using an Abu Garcia Vigilante 2.0 medium action rod and a shallow crankbait. Now in southwestern Ohio, it's one thing. But at the big G, you're in the big leagues, baby. It will absolutely snap your rod and dislocate your arm. The adrenaline is absolutely indescribable. I reach for my net and I manage to work the fish around to my right. It had many other plans. Things kind of got fuzzy. This thing wasn't making it easy for me at all, and I finally get the net up underneath the fish. And thanks, literally, to muscle memory. Because I believe I blacked out during that process. sudden I'm just sitting there. I'm breathing like an accordion. I'm just trying to regulate myself, get my heartbeat back. I'm looking at this big bass sitting in my lap all of a sudden. Its mouth was the size of an eight inch dinner plate. I know that. I used to own a tea parlor. No kidding. I know what an eight inch dinner plate looks like. I reached down to grab its bottom lip and it just shook my arm violently. It hurt. I've never had a fish do that before. Literally, they can break your arm down there in the big G. So I reached down now with two hands. I grabbed that thing. It's fighting, swinging me left and right. I bring it up out of the net and I'm thinking, okay, now what do I do? What do I do with a fish this big? Is it gonna be willing to lay down on this trout? flat so I can take its picture. My heart's racing. So, okay, back in the net, back in the net. Let's secure this fish. Let's get that crankbait out of the net. Let's get the fish back in the water. The moment I put that fish in the water, it thrashes like a mako shark. I've never personally seen a mako shark thrash, but I imagine it would do that. This thing was pissed. Absolutely mad. It's trying to jump up out of the net. My Lord, this fish has been in this situation before. It has experience. So while I attempt to hold this net up, I back up out of that spot. I want to get away from that bridge. I don't want any commotion. I don't want me just pounding around, thudding that kayak like a big drum. Just back out, settle down a little bit. Let's just chill out, let the fish chill out. Breathing back. Because maybe in that location, there's others from other mothers down there. So let's just back up and let's get this beast up on the litter board, shall we? It's going to be awesome. Big smile hits my face. Just a few minutes after lines in, maybe the biggest bass to date. Redemption for all of the heartache and all of the truck break 
this right here, this moment, this is why Gunnersville Lake is legendary. So I get situated in my spot and I ready my measuring board, ceremonially dipping that thing in the water. This also cools the board to the same temperatures in the water. You don't want to shock those bass by taking them from a cooler water and then land them on a super hot sun-baked trout. Don't sizzle the fish. But truly, this is a, a ceremony for me. Every cast is a prayer. Every catch is a ceremony. I give thanks. With a little better wits about me, I get my phone ready for taking the picture. My ID card is attached to the hog trout. I'm good to go. I reach down, I attempt another grab. My heart starts to race a little bit. Two other anglers in the John boat on the other side of the bridge come around. I can hear one say, that's a big ass bass. It's easy on the water to hear what people say, so keep that in mind. If you can hear them, they can hear you. So I turn the bass over and I lay it down, I secure that tail. I'm watching for that tail to curl. That'll give you indication that thing's ready to flop. I flatten it down. I can't quite squeeze out another quarter inch out of it. 20 three-quarter inches I have. The phone's in my hand. I hold it up. I take 10 rapid-fire picks. I look at them. Is the fish still laying there? He is. He's calm. So let's take one more for good measure. Let's get that bass back in the net. Now, with the fish back in the water, chilling out, double-check those pictures. I do that. Everything's good. I can see my measuring trout. His mouth is closed. I can see where his tail ends on the measuring trout. The ID is in there. My kayak is pictured. Sometimes, if I want to advertise, like using the shallow gray gill Bushido crankbait, I'll put that in the picture too. It's a good place for advertisement. So I get everything set up, everything's looking good. Let's get this big bass back in the water. I turn my camera to video. And you can check in on John Marion Graves on my Facebook page and you can see that wonderful fish. Amazing. Just watch it swim away. Ah, oh, Lake Gunnersville. Wow. The tug is truly the drug.